welcome to the Field Log Podcast, weekly reflections for the Warrior King to help you master yourself, fulfill your purpose, and conquer the day. I'm your host, Marcian Sicario. Field Log Day 77 The Devil is Powerless Last week I was at lunch with a couple of my friends, and when we were walking back from the place that we were getting lunch at, we walked, you know, through the parking lot and there was a guy in his car and the car was idle. And as I walked past the car, I noticed that his gas cap was open. And the car was a little older, you know, a little dinged up. I mean, probably like 20 years old or so, 15, 20 years. And I walked past the car and I thought, mm, someone should really tell him that his gas cap's open. I mean, you know, it's, uh, you know, that's probably not safe or good for the car. But I kept walking, and every step I took, I got further away from the car. And then when I was five or six feet from the car, I thought, you know what? No, I need to just go tell this man. So I turned around, I waved in front of the window, I pointed, you know, and I mouthed, your gas cap is open. He goes, yeah, oh yeah, I'm aware, you know, it's like that. And I said, okay, you know, I just wanted to make sure that you know. And ultimately, it didn't matter, because he was aware, and even if I'd walked away, nothing would have changed. But as I was walking back to the car to drive back home from lunch, I thought, did it really not matter? Or was I teaching myself to take personal responsibility, right? I see something, I say something. Something is amiss, I can, it takes three seconds to let somebody know something. You know, a lot of people might think, oh, it's not my business, but there's no harm at the end of the day. So the next time this happens, you know, hypothetically, it's something similar, I'll see it and say something and maybe that person didn't know or something along those lines now something very similar happened to me i want to say two or three months ago where i was walking out of a store and i reached for my phone in my pocket i pulled it out and a scrap of i think it was the receipt fell out of my pocket and you know my first thought was oh i should pick that up and i kept walking and with every step i took i got further away from the receipt until eventually i just didn't pick it up Right, And this happened before the gas cap episode. And I got in my car, and when I drove off, I thought, what's wrong with me? That I can't take half a second to reach down and pick that up and put it back in my pocket or even find a trash can and throw it away. So actually, the next, the next confession that I gave, I told my priest about this. I said, you know, honestly, I just feel really bad about this because it was so inexpensive for me to do the right thing, and I still didn't do it. And my priest said, well, you know, you know what to do now. And I like to think that that one statement from him, and I'm just paraphrasing, helped me actually turn around and point out the the gas cap on the man's car. Now, these are both very little things, right? In the grand scheme of things, none of that matters. But it matters to you as a person, right? When you encounter an event like this, and it's something really small, really tiny, you could just do the right thing, right? I was at the gym once, guys keys fell out of his backpack. I tried to get his attention and he didn't hear me. He had headphones on. Grabbed his keys, you know, jogged after him, tapped him on the shoulder, handed it to him. Believe it or not, later that day, the same thing happened to me. I was sitting at a bar stool. The keys fell out of my pocket. I didn't notice. Someone tapped me on my shoulder, handed me my keys. It was the same day. Right? These small things, they matter. Right? What kind of person are you? Are you taking responsibility? Now, today's topic is 
the devil is powerless, right? That's the name of the field log, the devil is powerless. So why am I sharing these stories? What does that have to do with the idea that the devil is powerless? And I mean that both literally and metaphorically, right? The devil, meaning the literal person of the devil, the fallen angel, that is the devil. If you're a Christian, you believe in him, right? This is basic, basic. But also metaphorically, like the little devils that tell us it's okay to litter, just forget about it. It's a receipt or a guy, you know, his keys out of his backpack. It's not your responsibility, right? It's it's just going to be annoying. You have to run after him and hand him his keys. It might be awkward. and But that's the point, isn't it? Is that the devil can't actually force your hand, right? The devil has no power over you. Think of the story of Job. And we brought this up yesterday, actually, in the episode on fearing God. Is that the devil had to ask God for permission in the story. He had to come to God and say, look at your servant Job. And God says, isn't he faithful? Isn't he wonderful? And the devil says, it's only because you give him all these nice things. So God said, fine. If you want to take something away from him, you have my permission. So the devil is powerless in the way that he can't force us to do anything. God could force us to do everything if he so chose. Right? He could snap his finger and you'd start walking right into the lake or whatever. He has that power. The devil doesn't. The devil has no power over us. But by God's infinite wisdom, is allowed to operate in the world and whisper. And now you can see why this is also going to be a metaphor, right? Once we've discussed the spiritual reality. And usual disclaimer, I'm not a priest, I'm not a theologian. Please read the disclaimer in the show notes and talk to your priest if anything I say seems off or honestly in general. But the devil's going to whisper to you, right? Someone's going to cut you off in traffic. You're going to get mad. You're going to want to maybe honk your horn drive up next to that person, make uh, rude hand gestures. You know what I'm talking about. And that's just a suggestion, right? The devil's not forcing your foot onto the gas. He's not forcing your hand into the horn. He's not forcing your finger into a particular position. So he doesn't actually have any power. He gets a say, he gets to tempt you in God's infinite wisdom. God knows that in order for us to become spiritually advanced, we have to get through temptations. We talk about this all the time. You only get strong through the struggle. The obstacle to the way becomes the way. You want to get strong, you need heavy things. You want to get spiritually humble, you want to get spiritually mature, you need spiritual struggles. You need someone to mistreat you and you to say, let me respond with love. Right? I heard this incredible, incredible video from Father Spirit on and I've mentioned him before. He's an Orthodox monastic has a YouTube channel, pretty big for Orthodox standards at least. And he had this video where he talks about meekness, I think was the title of the video. And he says, what does it mean to turn the other cheek? This is something that's very often misinterpreted. And even I used to misinterpret this, right? I think we have an episode on meekness. And it says something along the lines of turning the other cheek means when someone hits you, you don't hit back, but it's out of a position of strength. You could, you choose not to. That was my interpretation, right? You turn the other cheek, you allow the person to hurt you again. Well, Father Spiridon corrects that misconception, corrects me, and says that what it means is when someone slaps you on one cheek, that cheek is now red and angry. So you turn the other cheek, which is still calm and not red and not angry. So when someone hurts you, you respond in love. That's what it means. It's a metaphor to say you hide the angry side and you show the loving side. You can't actually practice that skill, and we know that practice makes permanent. 
You can't actually practice that skill without opportunities. How are you ever going to build patience and forgiveness if God doesn't give you opportunities to be patient and forgiving? So the devil is allowed to whisper. He's allowed to suggest. I read somewhere once and I wish I knew where. I read somewhere once that the devil can't make hell attractive to us. So he makes the road to hell attractive. He makes the passions, the rage, the gluttony, the sloth, the lust. He makes it really, really, really sexy. He makes you want to do it. He makes you think, oh, this will make me happy. This will make me satisfied. But it never really does, does it? It doesn't really make us satisfied. So the devil is powerless. Now we've discussed the spiritual reality. I want to talk about why I think this is a good metaphor for you as a warrior king in your warrior king pursuits. Why is this a useful metaphor for you? Every time you're tempted to skip the work, every time you're tempted to wake up late, and this happens to me virtually every day, every time you're tempted to skip the cold shower, every time you're tempted to do something you're not supposed to, every time you're tempted to let a person use blasphemous words in front of you and say nothing, every time you're tempted to skip a set at the gym, every time you're tempted to eat food you shouldn't eat, every time you're tempted to break the fast, every time you're tempted to skip church, every time you're tempted to spend more money than you should and not follow your budget, right? Episode on budgeting a couple of days ago, go listen to that. Every time you're tempted, you're not forced. And I need you to remember that. I'm begging you to remember that. I'll say it one more time. Every time you're tempted to do what you know you shouldn't and to not do what you should, you're being tempted, not forced. So the devil works primarily on our souls, right? We've had an episode on this. The devil uses your weaknesses against you. He uses your strengths against you. He uses your proclivities against you. But if you have a purpose given to you from God, right? Let's just assume that for a second. And I know that we all believe that from the the story of the talents, the parable of the talents. If God has given you a purpose, and if that purpose is to be a strong, a wise, a patient, a capable man, right? As the warrior king ethos posits, right? That's our proposition. That you as a man are called to these things, that you're attracted to this material, that you listen to this, you're on day 77. You're staying strong. God bless you. I respect you for that. And if you don't live up to that purpose, and we all fall short every single day, I fall short every single day. Recently, I missed the first field log. Recently, I haven't been getting the episodes done ahead of time and scheduling them. I've been finishing them early in the morning, pushing them out. I really need to get the buffer back, right? I'm slipping. We all slip. No one's perfect. But you have to remember that every time this happens, it's just a suggestion. The devil can't force your hand, right? And the way I'm saying it right now, it's, it's more metaphorical, right? These little devils, these voices, these temptations to be weak. It's all of this originates from the devil, the person, the creature, rather. But you don't have to listen to that voice, right? Have you been listening to that voice? Ask yourself, when that voice says, sleep in, when that voice says, do something you're not supposed to, be rude, be unforgiving, be aggressive, be arrogant, gossip. Never ever gossip, by the way. When the voice says those things, are you listening? Are you giving that voice the time of day? No one's... This isn't a clockwork orange where your eyes are being forced open and you have to watch. No, you can just turn away. 
right? You have thoughts that you don't like, you can't control. Man, I really should speed up and, and, and flick this person off. I really should honk the horn and let him know how angry I am. Express my anger. When you could just forgive and move on, nothing's going to change. When you feel that voice, are you instead turning back to your purpose? Are you saying to yourself that I'm a man? That I have to live a life of dignity? Of humility? Of faith? Are you saying that to yourself? Are you reminding yourself? When it's getting really difficult, are you calling on the name of Jesus? I know I don't. Right? We all fall short of the standard. I get it. But the point is to try harder. Right? You have to try harder. I have to try harder. We all have to try harder. We have a job to do. I say this all the time. Your life's purpose is to work. I say this all the time. You are working out your salvation with fear and trembling. So every time you're given that opportunity, do you walk into the gym, load up the bench, and then look at the weight and say, man, there's my opportunity to get stronger today, but it looks heavy. So I'm just going to sit here and I'm going to look at it for a while and then I'm going to go home. Oh, no, no, no. You walk in there and you're a man on a mission. You got your headphones in, you got your hoodie on, you got your hat on, you got your bag with you know, your belt and your shoes and your microplates and your chalk and everything. You walk in, you load up the bar, you get to work. Well, every morning when you wake up, that's exactly what you're doing. The gym is a metaphor for life. I use that metaphor all the time. You've heard me say this before. You're doing things that are difficult because of who it turns you into, right? The end result that we're going for is virtue, is holiness. That's the point. You're called to do that. You're called to become that. And every day God is sending you those opportunities. And guess what? This is the part that sucks the most. The better you get, the harder it gets. When you get stronger in the gym, you don't say, oh, 225 feels easy now. I'm going to take it down to 135 because I'm really strong now. And 135 is going to feel really easy. No, you say up the weight. More sets, more reps, more exercises, more food to grow more, more commitment to my diet, more staying hydrated, taking your supplements, more, harder, make me stronger. And the same is true in life. There's that voice in your head and it's there all the time. It's permitted to be there for your benefit so that you get stronger. The voice is the weights. Every temptation, every passion is the weights. And you as a man pursuing your purpose have to lift that weight. Right? We had an episode a couple of days ago where the Lord says, pick up your cross and follow me, right? And the focus of the topic was a little different, but that point stands here. Is that you've chosen a life of great burden. Remember, you chose this. You chose to commit yourself to this lifestyle. You chose this. You chose to wake up earlier than everybody else, to work harder than everybody else, to eat different from everyone else, to build your wealth and to live below your means and to invest and to research and it gets hard, I get it. And you want to quit, I get it. But that's just the voice. That, that little devil voice in your head trying to get you to quit. And you can't let that happen. Under any circumstances, can you allow that voice that's just a suggestion to turn into a force? It's not a force. You make it a force. I make it a force. We do this to ourselves. 
Think back to the book of Genesis. Think to the fall of man. When the devil in the form of a serpent came to Eve and said, eat from the tree. And she said, no, God said I shouldn't. And he said, it's fine. You won't die, I promise. And then she did. And then she gave it to Adam and he did the same thing, right? No one's blameless here. And then death came into the world because of disobedience to God. But did the serpent wrap around her arm and drag her to the tree and grab the apple and shove it in her mouth and then do the same to Adam? No, we've read the story. It was a suggestion. He has no power. He has no power over you, over your friends, over your brothers, over me, nobody. Your family, your wife, your kids, nobody. We give him power. Every time we choose to disobey God, and we do it all the time, every day, multiple times a day, every time we choose to do that, we're giving the devil power. right? The devil is like a, like a guy selling a timeshare. He gives you a, a, a tour, and he uses all these smart little tactics. right? He thinks he's so clever. And then you feel pressured and then you end up buying the timeshare. And I, I, I don't have a timeshare, but I've heard from people that it's a terrible idea, right? That's, that's even the stereotype that you hear. Terrible idea. Or like multi-level marketing, right? These like pyramid schemes, these little juice things or whatever. They're not forcing you. They're not pointing a gun at your head and taking your money. They're just using sweet words and fancy tricks and mirrors and mirages. It's all fake. It is all fake. God is real and your calling is real. Right? Does that make sense? Is that, does that ring true to you? I think it does because it does for me and we're the same in that regard. Otherwise you wouldn't be listening to this. That's the point, isn't it? That ultimately the devil is powerless. The voice is a suggestion and you have control. So today This goes for you. This goes for me. Act like it. Take the power that God has given you. You have his image in you. Act like it. Carry yourself with dignity. I'll do the same or try. Act honorably. Be faithful to the God who gave you life and he gave you a purpose. And when you fall short, and you will, and I will too, try again. That's today's goal. A recommitment to understanding that the devil can't make you do anything. He can put these terrible thoughts in your head. He can make you want something so bad it hurts. I've been there. I get it. We're all in this together. We're all brothers in this together. But ultimately, every choice you make, you know where I'm going with this, every choice you make is a vote for the kind of man you want to be. I don't know about you, but for me, I want to be a man where God can say, like in the parable of the talents, well done, good and faithful servant. You've been faithful over a few things. I will make you Lord over many things. I want to earn that privilege that honor to be allowed to steward people and resources and animals and property, right? In in as much as you can say that you ever earn these things because you never truly do. It's always a gift. But I want that. 
right? I want to become the man that God needs me to be, wants me to be. And you want the same, or you should at least. And if you don't, think about that. Seriously, think about that. Right? What is this about for you? Are you willing to do the work every day? We have to. We don't get a choice. Right? God needs us to do what he told us to do. Not for himself, but rather for other people, right? God doesn't need anything in himself. He's perfectly content. He's perfect. He doesn't need us. Rather, he wants it for our benefit and the benefit of the people whose lives we touch. Right? I have conversations with friends all the time who ask me things like, how do you, how do you bring up orthodoxy with other people? Right? How do you start the conversation to see if someone's interested and try to share the gospel? And I always tell them, well, first of all, I'm not a great evangelist, so you're asking the wrong person. But everyone I meet very quickly finds out that I'm Orthodox. And if they don't know what it is, I explain it and it starts to enter their mind a little bit, right? They start to become aware of it. That's who we want to be, right? We want to carry the image of God in us and people to see us and know that we're different, right? Maybe he kind of looks like all those guys who are all about the the money and the cars and the girls and stuff. And maybe he carries himself with the, the same level of confidence or whatever, but he never uses profanity. And he doesn't chase women at the nightclubs. And he doesn't make dirty jokes. And what, what is it about this man? And unfortunately, I'm, I'm guilty of all these things, right? If, as, as we all are. I fight with profanity constantly. Try not to use it. But that's who we want to be. We want to be an example. We want to draw people in. Right? I was having a conversation with someone a couple of weeks ago about my Instagram page. And she sort of jokingly said, you're an influencer. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm not an influencer. I don't do this for money. I've, I have brands reach out to me offering me free product or for a fee, I, I take their product and I review it. I tell them, no, thank you. That's not what this is about. This page, the fashion stuff, the workout stuff, it's all meant to draw men in. We're like, oh, I want these things. And I tell them, let's redirect that just a little bit. That all of this is not really about serving yourself and achieving the life you want. And like I said yesterday, being vindictive and, and proving people wrong. This is all about being the man that God needs you to be, to be capable in the world, right? We dress the way we dress to have an impact, right? Why does a king wear a crown? Why does he wear a robe? Why does he carry a scepter? Because it communicates authority. The people will do what he says because in his wisdom, in God's wisdom, in God's wisdom, he made that man king. And in the king's wisdom, he's going to lead people well, God willing. That's what we're doing, right? We're little warrior kings. It's a metaphor, but still. We lead people. That's our job. Right? I have two close friends who are fully on board with the Warrior King brand. Right, They're all about it. They're always, you know, when I have questions about things, I'm mulling something over, I go to them, I ask them, what do you guys think about this? They weren't always on board, but now they are. And they're both dating wonderful girls. And both of these girls were not interested in church or in God or in orthodoxy. And they're coming to church multiple times a week now, these girls are. That's the impact you'll have. That's why we do it. But only if we ignore the devil's voice. So today, think on that, right? Make a note. It'll be very helpful to you. And if you think on it and you come to the conclusion that you've been falling for that voice and pretending like it's a compulsion when it's not, you start to realize that and realize that you have the power and God gives you that power. It's ultimately from him. You start to realize that you'll be much more effective today and for the rest of your life.
That's it for this week's field log. If you like what you heard today, you can follow this podcast on whatever platform you're listening on right now. You can also rate the show. That always helps out a lot. You can find me on Instagram, threads, and TikTok at marcian.cx for field log snippets, art, philosophy, and training-related content. You can also visit the website at marcian.cx for much more of the same. I'm still working on consolidating the Warrior King content into the marcian.cx project. So check back at the website soon for the new and improved Warrior King training protocol, which is going to include supersets and my updated supplement recommendations. There's also a 2024 goal-setting guide on the way, and of course the Warrior King newsletter. If any of that sounds appealing to you, the links to everything are in the show notes below. It's all free, and as always, conquer the day.